Welcome back, everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast. We are here tonight with Matt Dawsman, part of the inner ring here, and he's got a story tonight about Hightower. He finally closed the book with this buck this season, and I thought it'd be really great if he could share it with us here tonight. So go ahead, Matt. Say hi. They all know you anyway. What's up, everybody? Long time no talk. Been busy. But made time tonight to get this one in. Um, yeah, Hightower, it's, I've got a buck, a couple bucks bigger than him, but this one's probably my most gratifying because I followed him for three years and then got to finish the job. Yeah, he, uh, he, do, he kept on sending me, uh, pictures there for a long time and, uh, you know, started in 2020. You know, you finally closed the deal with them and, why don't you, I know we don't have a whole lot of time tonight, but uh, let's just go back into, you know, when your journey started in 2020 or whenever it started with him. Started in the summer of 2020. Uh, he popped up on camera with the buck that I killed in 2020, which I named Freak Nasty, which you killed a buck very similar to it, which was crazy. They both had the same messed up sides. Oh, yeah. And... I had them both on camera religiously hitting my mock scrape. And that's the first summer I started trying mock scrapes, branching out a little bit, trying something new that I've not tried before. And I got these two hooked on it and I killed one of the two, which was freak nasty in 40 mile an hour wind on November 1st. That was epic. 30 yard bow shot right through the heart dead. So that was my first taste of killing a buck off the scrape that you made, bringing him in all the time, coming by to scent check. It really works. So if anybody's got any ideas about doing it, do it. It works. I'm here to tell you 100%. Um, I saw that buck one time in 2020, high tower, but the other buck presented himself perfect for me, so I took him and then... Moved on from the 2020 season, wait till July, because I was wait till July 1st, and then I start running cameras. And about the middle of August, I start making mock scrapes again and getting deer on them, does, bucks, every day, pictures every day. I've got hundreds of pictures of deer, does, bucks on my mock scrapes for six months. I never stop until the end of the year. And... It's been amazing, incredible, and fun. But moving on to the summer, oh, back, back up right after season of 2020, after I killed Freak Nasty, um, my good buddy that lives on that property that I hunt found his shed of Hightower as his second rack, and I have it. And the basis on that for his second rack was almost four inches. Jeez. Which is crazy. And his brow tines measure almost six inches for just his second rack. And he carried mass through his main beams just like he has for three years. Oh, and man. we got that shed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to get him in 2021. So 2021 gets here, running cameras again, making mock scrapes again. 
in the summer, starting in July, August, and he pops up about the first week of September. Okay. He pops up, starts hitting Hightower. He starts hitting the mock scrape I made in the same spot I made the year before. He's back. He's hitting it. And I'm getting good pictures of him. This time, 2021, I probably got 25 pictures of him. Great deer. He he blew up twice as big as he was at two and a half to three and a half. Now, when you were uh, seeing this buck, was it like uh, was it like a certain twenty five pictures out of the year, like a certain time timeline, or was it like he was kind of random? Or most of them was early season. Okay. And then you know, as everybody else knows, when the bucks rub that velvet off, they're a whole different deer. Oh yeah. They disappear. They run other areas. They come back. Well, he comes back. The third week of October in 2021, he came back to see him in person. Oh, boy. They just picked a cornfield. And I was sitting in the corner in the stand. There's a swamp behind me and the cornfield in front of me and the railroad tracks behind me. They come out of the swamp over the railroad tracks and go right out in front of me. There was 25 deer. There wow. was four bucks and the rest were does. Um, Tank came out, which I've been following now for three years, and I'm hoping maybe to get him in 2023. Yep. He was another part of the trio. There was three bucks I've been watching for three years. And lo and behold, the last buck to come out was Hightower. But by that time, all the other deer are in front of me, so I can't really move. I'm still sitting down. He comes out of the corner, cuts diagonally in front of me about 30 yards. Still sitting down. There's a doe standing right in front of me. Well, he puts his head down and he pushes and snorts. They take off and he runs up where they were and stops right in front of me. Perfect. Watching them looking away from me. So I hurry up and draw a bow back. Just bringing my finger over, getting ready to hit the trigger. It's right on him. He bolts and takes after them does again. Oh, boy. Yeah. That was my one chance in 21. And I watched him for an hour and a half for the rest of the night that night. Because when I got there, they were still running the corn with the combine. And after I got settled, a half hour later, they stopped. They were done with the field, picked it in that section I was in. And as soon as it wasn't 10 minutes after the combine left and shut down, here come the deer. So I got to watch them all for an hour and a half with amazing rut activity. Hightower and Tank were in the field. And there was like a spike and a little six-pointer. Okay. But them two bucks kept facing off. They just stand in front of each other and look at each other. They bristle up. They never clashed. So you got a pretty cool, a pretty good show. Yes, I did. That's the best rut show I've seen in my 35 years of hunting for an hour and a half. It was awesome. I just stayed in the field and just kept running does in circles. That's awesome. But then we're talking, it gets down to the last 10 minutes of light that you can shoot course it always happens like this it's the same night just <laughs> so sit there and watch all this and he's out in the half fence row 200 yards from me in front of me pushing this doe right back down the fence row to me oh boy i was like oh my god this is it second chance we're gonna get it so his head's down he's dogging this doe 
head up her butt, pushing her right down the fence road to me. And by the time he finally made it, they were out in the field again in front of me about 30 yards. I pulled back and I could not make out the sight on his body. Oh, boy. It was too dark and I had to let him. Yeah. I didn't want to screw it up because I've been yep. following the deer. Yep. I, I've so been I there before. It was too dark. That's the worst feeling ever because when when you undraw or let down, you know, uh, oh, it is. you can see them fine. But when you pull back and you're trying to look through all that, it, it's just like, you know, you get, you're just blacked out. And that was twice in one evening. That's insane. And once again, it was October 17th. I have seen more rut activity on October 17th than I have in November when the rut's supposed to be on. From big <laughs> ones. They're just up and moving. It's just like... For that week, they're just on it. Oh, yeah. I've always had good luck. I guess. I killed three off of October 17th. Four. Four bucks off of October 17th. Wow. Insane. So that was 21, right? That was 21. Okay. And then, you know, I'm like, God, that was my opportunity. Somebody's going to shoot him in gun season. Yep. And then I hear about this really... Thick and wide eight pointer that got shot across the street. Oh like, boy! Oh my God! That was him. That's it. It's done. Now I got to focus on tank. And then I pulled cards, the last of December, final time, to put everything away. And lo and behold, there's a picture of him on it. <laughs> he made it. Made it. He made it. And then the second week of February, he dropped one of his sheds. Of last year, three and a half, in my buddy's front yard that lives on the land that I hunt. Dang. And I've always heard that if you find a shed, nine times out of ten, they're within 100 yards of the other shed. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you found that, we got together the following weekend and set out to find the other one. And we found it. That's awesome. So I have the matching set from last year, three and a half. And his bases are six inches. His brow tines are almost nine and a half inches long. And he just carries the mass through all the way to his beams, all the way out to the tip. His G2s and G3s are short, but they're thick. Okay. He wasn't going for length. He was just a massive. Heavy. Heavy brute deer. Yes. I, honestly, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I put, I'm getting to the point. I put these sheds up to the bucks that I've killed, and there's only one that has as much mass as his rack, and that one's the one that I killed in 04 that scores 162 and 6 eighths. Dang. It, so it, so it what do you think he was? Or length that that deer does, but he's got the same mass at three and a half. So what do you think he might have been sitting at at three and a half? If you got a ballpark. Ballpark? He's got, I would say, 130. Okay. 125. But he's heavy, though. That could that's, carry. That's, that's yeah, that incorporates into, and he was wide. He was heavy and wide, mm-hmm. but short-tined, but had long. His brow tines are longer than his G2s. <laughs> and he carried it again this year. His brow tines were longer than his G2s. 
That's what caught my eye about him. He had huge bases and very long brow tines, but his main beams and tines weren't that long. And he's 17 inches wide at okay. three and a half. Okay. So we move on now to the summer of 22. Cameras are back out. July 1. I'm feeding them, giving them protein through the summer, getting them hooked on the area again. And he never showed up once on camera. Oh, no. This season, yeah. This season, I never got a picture of him on camera. That's insane. I was worried. I was like, did he get hit by a car? Did he get caught in a fence? Did he get a disease? Did he die? I don't know. Did he move to another but property? Everybody, everybody else was on camera. Tank was on camera. A couple new eight-pointers were on camera, which is a couple up-and-comers I'm excited for this coming season because mm -hmm. they're going to be four and a half, and they're going to they're going to blow up. But never had a picture of him. And I had six to seven bucks in my area religiously every week hitting hitting the protein, hitting what I was putting out. And yes, everybody's wondering, I do pull it 10 days before season because that's the law because I like the privilege to hunt. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I'll feed them until up to that 10 days and then I pull it all. And mm -hmm. then we are focused mainly on scrapes, trying to get them to come back and come back. And by that time, they are because I start scrapes the 1st of August with the food. So they're familiar with the area and they know the scrapes there already. It does help. And they do come back to it during deer season. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I killed him this year. The oh. same spot, the third year in a row, the same mock scrape. But I never had him on camera at that scrape or hitting it because I'm guessing he got older and wiser he came in on the other side of the pothole 50 yards from it because I'm sitting on the other side 50 yards away from where he was when I shot him so uh, I never saw him I never saw him in bow season okay that's what and I was just about to ask you yeah no didn't see him in bow season but I was seeing the other bucks in bow season. I did not see Tank this year. Not sure what happened to him yet. I seen him on camera, but I never seen him in person. But yeah, went through bow season. Never saw him. I was also hunting another spot. I was on a really damn nice eight, just as big as this one, but the tines were longer. But he wasn't as thick as High Tower. Okay. Um, that was another instance in the dark. At my other spot and I couldn't find him and I couldn't shoot so that one got away from me so I was having a season like you kind of this year mm -hmm. nothing was going right I had opportunities but it just didn't come together it was getting to me it was bringing me down and I'm just in my head thinking all right it's gun season oh it's yeah season. we're gonna do this <laughs> And then you invite us all up to have this awesome podcast for gun season, which I think is the best one of the year because we're all just, you know, laying it out there and everybody's agreeing and telling how they do things. And it was a really fun time. I loved it. Well, and before we go any further, when you talk about that, like I said, I I, I give credit to, to you guys that night for pushing me to go deep that uh opening morning because if i wouldn't have 
I highly doubt I would have killed anything. So That's correct. And what did you do? I was happy as hell to see that that morning. I had uh, what I thought was a doe come in right behind me at 25 yards, and uh, I turned around and shot her with 308, folded it right there, uh, turned out to be a button buck, and then about another half hour, 45 minutes, I look deeper in the swamp and I see a deer coming to me and that's when it started snowing to all beat hell and uh, again I thought it was a doe it was a little bit bigger and uh, I, it took me two shots I missed the first one somehow uh, it was probably 50 yards but I had to sneak it in between these logs <laughs> and then yeah, uh, yeah that, that second shot that I, what's that? I said, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and uh, so I took that second shot, dropped it right there, and I told Colton we had to get down before I lose visual on these deer because they were getting covered up in snow. But, yeah, I, like I said, I thank you guys for, you know, pushing me to go back there because, I mean, I, I was in the slumps last season. Uh, that's what hunting buddies do, man. Mm-hmm. We push the guy that's having a shitty year, and we just keep pushing them to turn their year around. I mean, you have to have positive somewhere. Yep. Because everybody knows the hunts that, you know, it can just be gut-wrenching. I, I will say through all the heartbreak of, of this season, I feel like it's taught me a whole hell of a lot more. Um, you know, I, I thought we had it pretty figured out this season going in, and uh, wouldn't you know it, they had a surprise for us. So, But it, it's Yeah, it, what's, it's your, what's your biggest slogan on blue-collar whitetail? What do you say at the end every time? deer don't care about your feelings and that is a true statement because they don't know you from adam yep Baby. you're trying to pattern them and figure them out when they don't care because they're in nature and they do what they do mm -hmm. and they don't ever do it the same and we were we were in good you know all both season we were in the chips really good and uh you know so there was, was I. there was just you know i had a I haven't missed with my bow and I don't know how long and I <laughs> I must have made up for the years I didn't miss all in one season because it was just one thing after another and well, don't uh, feel bad because I missed two yeah <laughs> I missed two does never got a shot at a buck with the bow yeah it uh, so, it was a bad bad time but a good time at the same time if that makes sense yeah, I was seeing deer. It's a great time when you see deer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was I was getting good picks and bucks and cameras from both places I was at this year. But yeah, where I got high tower, and I made a mistake. I chose to sit somewhere else after we all sat there and pushed you to go sit in the swamp opening morning of gun season. I should have went and sat at Claypool. I did not where I killed high tower but I still killed him opening day. I went and sat at the other place because I didn't see Hightower to try to kill that other eight-pointer I was after with the bow that I didn't get a shot on. Okay. So you kind of switched so, your plan. Up to gun season morning, yeah, I get up, I go to the other spot. I sit there all morning, I don't see one thing. How a raccoon and a couple squirrels, no deer in sight. I'm like, are you kidding me? I hear booming everywhere. I didn't see deer. So, so let's uh, let's go into Matt's process here. You have the morning hunt. You're not seeing Dick. 
you're probably second guessing your decision that morning. The whole time I'm sitting there <laughs> after I sat there and pushed you to go to the swamp. And so, so what were you thinking after that hunt? I guess, I guess break down your, your feels and, 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 uh, how you decided to make a move. The feeling was I should have been a Claypool because during this time, that's, I acquired this five years ago and it took almost four years. Well, it took, I take that back. It took three years to figure it out. So what is this? 23. This will be the sixth year. Yeah. It took three years to figure the place out because it's just a pothole. Then you got 200 yards of field, half fence row, and then another 200 yards of field and a graveyard, which is just a little dinky woods as well. We call it a graveyard because there's an old graveyard in there. Okay. And then there's train tracks and they come out of the big woods behind you from the train tracks and come out in the field and they come out anywhere in that field. So I had to watch this place for three years to figure out the main run where the big bucks were coming in this property, running through it and scent checking without getting close to trees or woods because they love to do that at this time. So I figured out what point they're coming through, what points they're hitting. And that's where I've placed my stand since 2020. And it has paid off two out of three times. Okay. Because to finish 21, I didn't kill a buck until the last day of gun season at Claypool. And it was just a mercy kill for meat. I was done trophy hunting. It was time to get meat because we needed it. So I did. I shot. You know, a first rack, little seven-pointer. Mm-hmm. But then, on the last day of gun season, well, it was the weekend before, but the last day of gun season, I took my wife's boy out, and we was trying to get a deer that I'd been seeing a lot at the other spot, which is Chuck's. Got dark, loaded the gun up in the truck, went to head home. Five minutes later, wham, we smacked the buck that we was trying to kill. He ran right out in front of us. <laughs> yep. and now he's in the living room on the wall looking pretty yep yep so weird coincidences it worked out <laughs> still got it done <laughs> yeah for 21 so i'm on a three-year streak now which i've never done before on killing a buck three years in a row mm-hmm. a good buck and so that fast forwards right back to opening day of gun season in 22 i blew it that morning I could feel it. I knew it wasn't in the right spot. And lo and behold, when I got down and got back to the truck and started driving home, my buddy from Claypool, Andy, he messages me. He said, you see anything this morning? I said, I didn't see a damn thing this morning. I said, unreal. I heard gunshots and never saw a deer. He says, well, I sat here in my backyard and I watched two really nice eight-pointers pushing does around. And they oh. come from where your stand is. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Oh. So I still don't know it's Hightower. He just said one of them was tall and wide. The other one was, you know, not very wide, but pines were really tall. Like, okay. Because I had a couple pictures of the two eight-pointers I was talking about. That's who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, I was like, yeah, I knew it. I messed up. That's it. I'm going to go home. I'm going to dry my clothes out real quick in the dryer for an hour, grab a bite to eat. I'm going to go right out, and I'm going to sit at Claypool from 2 o'clock till dark. 
Yeah, they're pushing. Correct. It's time to be intrigued. So I only took a couple hour break from driving back from the one spot to stop at home to dry my clothes because they were wet from the snow, grab a quick bite to eat, get them out of the dryer, get them back on, and go. And I was. I was in the stand at 2 o'clock in Claypool. <laughs> and I'm not getting any younger, so I got a little sleepy oh, early yeah. in the afternoon. I almost, I almost missed this opportunity. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's the first time I ever fell asleep in tree. But the stand's comfy. Oh, yeah. So I'm there at 2 o'clock, and guns ready, guns hanging up. I'm sitting there. I sit there till you know, 3.30 or so, and I don't see anything. I don't see anything. My eyes are getting a little heavy. So I'm like, I'm just going to shut them for a second. And then open them back up. So, you know, I'm a little refreshed. Well, I shut them. And when I opened them back up, right there was Hightower right in front of me. On the other side of the pothole, 50 yards away. Oh, God. Coming from my friend's house where he said he saw him last. Because he's got a little pothole and a fence row that runs behind his house. Okay. That's where he stayed. He bedded right there, but he told me he lost track of him. I said, I don't know where it went. Well, he stayed there. He bedded down right there. He decided to get up at 3.30 in the afternoon. And he was coming right back to me from where he came from to cross the tracks and go right back in to the big woods going after does. Mm -hmm. So up my eyes and boom, there he is on his steady walk, head down, doing what they do, scent checking. The scrape is 10 yards in front of me on my side. I see him stop and throw his head up. He was sent checking that scrape that I made. It's exactly what he did. And why he stopped and threw his head up, he was looking up. And then he turned his head away from me, trying to smell all the air. And that's when I reached up real quick. And I didn't have the gun in my hand. I had it hanging on the oh. bow hanger. Because I have a strap on the gun. Mm -hmm. But I got to do all this sitting down. I didn't have to move much. So I take one arm, grab the gun off real quick. I kick the safety off. I get it up on the shooting rail, and I'm sitting there. And by that time, he wheels his head back around, looks straight. He starts his dead walk again. He probably goes, I don't know, 10 more yards. And I met at him, and he stopped. He stopped and looked directly my way, and then I got to see how wide he was. I'm like, Hey, this is a good one. Because I didn't know it was him at first. Mm -hmm. All I had was a side view. He's walking in front of me sideways. He turns to look at me. He's wider than his ears, and he's tall. Like, main beams are high. That's why I called him Hightower. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. I immediately dropped from his head down to his chest, right behind that shoulder, pull the trigger. Boom. He does the big wheel heel kick. <laughs> I mean, his... Butt goes straight in the air, does the kick, comes back down, and I see him only run maybe 15 yards, and all of a sudden, you know, his ass is twitching, the tail's doing the thing, and that's it. And right at that instance, I lost track of him because it was a thick spot in the pothole where I was sitting, and I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. But I never seen him cross the tracks. I never seen him go into the other woods. I'm like, that's it, it's done. It took 10 seconds for a hard-ass year earned, a lot of sitting, a couple misses, 
not seeing the deer after going out for different deer and not getting a shot on that to come back and never see this deer all season, even preseason and season to waking up and boom, he's there right there standing next to you. That's insane. Yeah. All because the does bring him in <laughs> and he was by himself. There wasn't even a doe with him. He was just dogging right back into that woods. Wow. So I instantly called my brother. I said, Hey, I'm going to need help. I got a big one. I think it's down. And he was supposed to go with me. He was supposed to sit in the graveyard, which is the other stand. And he just elected to stay home because he had things to do. And he goes, I must stay home. He says, you'll probably shoot one. <laughs> and yeah, that was it. That's 2, 30, funny. 45, the last message I messaged him. So less than an hour later, I did it. That is awesome. Yeah. And for the third year in a row, killed a decent deer, a good deer, four and a half, and all because of mock scrapes. Came back to scent check it. It happened in 20. It happened this year in 22. So it sounds like you're on a mock scrape thing. You're on a... <laughs> Don't don't oh, fix it if it ain't it's, broke. Oh yeah, it's a trip. It's fun. That's awesome. But yeah, he's down. I get down. <laughs> I don't walk ten yards from the stand, and all of a sudden I see white belly. So yeah, it's just from my angle from up top, I couldn't see when I got down. <laughs> so you you really didn't have much time to process what was going on. <laughs> you re you really didn't. No, and it's exactly what my brother said. He goes, "How long did you have a look at him?" I said, "The whole thing took ten seconds." He goes. That's why that deer's dead. Yep. He didn't give you time to sit there and get the shakes and look at his rack and how big he is and get all flustered. All I had time for was to grab the gun, know where to shoot, and boom. It was that over. Was it. No, it happened extremely fast. That's like my buck this year. He just came in. You know, I, I barely had any time. I was just like, yep, he's good. <laughs> you know. That's the best. Yep. It was insane. you watch him for an hour and a half out in the field like I did last year and then never get a shot and you're already flustered because you watched them that long. And Oh, yeah. yeah. Happening quick just doesn't give you time to blow it, I guess. Right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what a hell of a hell of a story there. It <laughs> oh, it was a hell of a journey. Went from went from bad to to got one down yeah and not only got one down it was the one i've been after for three years had two sets of sheds for two years and pictures and all off my mock scrape so i got two head mounts that's off my mock scrape it's just killer i'm ready for 23 i've been itching already oh, since yeah. january 1 yep i know we got a long wait but i've already accumulated things since my season stopped to the first of the year, for Christmas, I got a brand new tree stand. Okay. Ready to get that thing put together in March and set up out at my other spot. Mm -hmm. It's just like the tree stand I have at Claypool that I love. So it'll be another comfy spot. And it's getting moved back into a three fence row that runs together corner. Okay. So I've watched buck after buck do that, come right through there. And that's where it's going. He said, time to put a move on it. 
Mm-hmm. And this is my wife getting me this. <laughs> she's she's amazing. There she you also go. got me one of those 360 chairs for a ground blind. Oh, nice. That fold out and spin. Yes. So you're you're going to be ready to rip. I was completely thrilled about that as well. So I got two, yeah, two key things for Christmas that I get to use this year. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. ready. I mean, we still got Lucy, the RX-7 Hoyt. Mm-hmm. Just sitting here waiting to be used again. Oh, yeah. And my trusty 308, That's which right I named Black Betty. <laughs> but she's not black no more. I just got done. If you ever feel the need, I just got done wrapping that thing in that gun skins kit you can get offline. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It turned out beautiful. Yeah, black I always white, wondered black, how those stars were. Stripes. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks great. I was always leery on them, but yours turned out awesome. All it takes is a heat gun, patience, and stretching. And most of it looks like it was dipped. You can't tell the difference. Oh, yeah. It looks factory. Mm -hmm. I was completely impressed. I'm going to get another one and do my muzzle loader because she got me that for Christmas as well. So, yeah, she did amazing on Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah, you got spoiled on that. Well, I turned around and spoiled her as well. She got a brand new stove, gas. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, with a uh, air fryer built into the stove. Oh, dang. Yeah, never seen it before until, yeah, I was looking for a stove. I'm like, wow, that's got everything. It does. It's got a griddle on top, an air fryer in the stove, and a stove. Oh, she was tickled pink. So we had a great Christmas this year. Oh, I bet. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready to see what uh, this next season brings. I know we've already been talking back and forth with uh, Colton on some of the stuff we got to tweak out here a little bit. But, uh, you know, we'll be doing that probably before turkey season, probably around March. Uh, and that's the funnest part. Tweaking? Oh, love it. Every season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just getting ready to try it out smart them again. And that is a good thing we we hung that new set uh, the, last year because uh, Colton was able to shoot his buck this year, and I don't think we would have got it done had we not hung that set. So, yeah, that was awesome. Didn't that say it was his first buck? Uh, no, that would be his second one. He, he shot his first one last year. Um, it was like second oh, okay. week of gun. But this one was bigger, so he was he was juiced. Can't go wrong with bigger. Yep, and it it's kind of cool. It was like a two man effort. Uh, I had to take his binos off of him because he couldn't see the deer, and I I look at it and you know his whole lungs are just hanging out the side of that deer, and I was like, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so no, and if he does, it's like a zombie deer. Yep. Yeah. No. So that's what's kind of nice about, you know, two people in a stand sometimes is, you know, getting confirmation on what's going on. Uh, you know, we got to play a little bit smart, smarter, you know, with having two cents out there. But um, I have yet to try it with another adult, except for my wife. I've taken her twice, mm -hmm. but I've taken kids a couple, three times. Okay. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's a lot more movement. It's a lot more scent. It's a lot more 
you know, discipline. Yep. But man, it's it, it saved... twice as hard because it's already hard with you in the stand to begin with. Oh yeah. But I can't tell you how many times it saved us, like giving us a better opportunity and, uh, yeah, it's just, you got to be on your A game. That's for sure. Because if not, they're going to catch you. <laughs> oh, exactly. They always do. And that's what happened that's to us the, October 1st. Happened to us. Got caught. Yeah, using the scent that I did. I mean, you know, and there's something new in the works, but I'm not saying anything yet. It's just be aware. But, yeah, combined with the new suit I got this year, I know you like... Oh, what is yours? Tell me again. I know what Badlands. It That's it, Badlands. Yes, I know you love it. Mm-hmm. But I went to Cabela's when we went to Chicago, and there was a stop on the way in Noblesville. We went there. Bass Pro and that Cabela's Instinct stuff just catches my eye. I love the camel pattern. Oh yeah, it's a clothing itself. Yeah, it looks I did good. not get picked off with movement one time this year wearing that stuff it was crazy yeah it looked good i still got picked off moving oh no it just blends in so well with tree bark i don't know it's it's awesome yeah it looks really good and i i think you know when you start getting the patterns like that where it's more blotchy uh yes I, i think that you know helps you break into that that tree um not not saying I haven't had good luck with you know like real tree and stuff, but I, I was really imp- well one really impressed with the cold weather gear. Like when we went up to Michigan, uh, I mean there's yeah. no way there's no way if I would have still been wearing the stuff I started out with, I, there's no way I would have made it. So you know if you can spend the spend some money to get something decent, you're gonna be way better off. Yeah, I, what I got to do yet is get the seriously cold weather suit. But other than that, I mean, I love the bowhunt suit. Oh, yeah. It's a sweatshirt, jacket, pants. And, yeah, they're not flimsy at all. I love it. It's good material. Keeps me warm. Yeah, in the picture when I killed this deer this year, Hightower, I'm wearing real tree bibs because that's all the bibs I had. Kept right. Kept me warm, kept me in the stand. Yep. That's all you got to do. That's all that matters. Yep. But, yeah, to finish it off, on his rack this year at four and a half, last year was 17 inches wide, this year he was 20 inches wide. Measured that, and his bases are just over six. Dang. Yeah, pop can. In the picture, the picture just doesn't do it as much justice as it should. Right. But they never do. I mean, in person, his three and a half rack is very impressive for being short-timed. Oh, long, long uh, route tines and killer bases. Yep. He just wanted to be able to carry the mass. But this year, his mass went down just a tick on the main beam mm-hmm. because his main beam's about four inches longer on each side. And then he's three, four inches wider. So that's where that went, but it still got all the mass. Right. Yeah. It's just not as tight, as bulky as it looked last year. But I love it. It's just the fact that, yeah, three oh, no, years yeah. on one he, deer. He's solid. 
super solid. <laughs> yeah, don't feel yeah. bad. Mine, <laughs> mine had two broken off tines, so you know, <laughs> from fighting. You're in the fighter. Nope. Yeah, yours should have been this thick if you wanted to fight that much. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, must have been a bully. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Most God definitely. dang, it's only Thanksgiving and he's all broke off. I but... just happy to find out you killed one and turn your season around and oh, dude. that gives you confidence to charge into the next season. Yeah, I, I shed uh, a, a few tears in the stand when I watched him fall over. As, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, it just it just completely turned around in a couple seconds. And Well, don't be ashamed of that because so did I. It was it was a very wild feeling. Correct. You put that much time and effort into something, and then it actually comes together. Yep. It's an overwhelming feeling, and that's what the addiction to hunting is. Yep. Yeah, I remember when I, you know, I took that first shot. He, he ran off. I can't even remember if I stopped him or not. Uh, I mean, it just happened so fast. But you know, I take a shot. He runs off about fifty yards to my left, and he's standing there. And I was like, well, how this season's going? And I just, I ripped another round in him because I wasn't taking no chances, you know. <laughs> did, did not need to do that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but uh, no. I was not no. taking any chances anymore. So. Um, there's always a chance. Yep. Sometimes they come far and few between. Mm-hmm. Just like both chances I had this year was in the damn dark. Oh yeah, come out. Both season was just a shit show, as you say. Yep. I tell you what, I I was getting pretty nervous going into Thanksgiving. I was like, man, I don't know if it's gonna happen this year. And uh, you know, I think that's another thing you got. I I got. I learned from this year was you just got to keep going. Yes, you do. It gets hard. Got to. It does. Because it gets in your head, it messes with you, it makes you not even want to go out and go because you're like, I'm not going to say anything, or you know, I'm going to miss. Well, yeah, that's going to happen. You start second guessing your equipment, you know. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget that. It's I... not, it's not the equipment; it's you. Mallory and I, we had a babysitter that election day, and uh, that morning, you know, I I missed. The biggest buck I've ever had a chance to shoot with a bow and I you know we were gonna go hunting and on the way back from voting I was like you know we we better go to the gun range and check the guns because I, I can't afford this heartbreak again and so we had fun she oh, shot no, her handgun and I've all done that. it it cuts deep oh yeah I wasn't taking and what's funny is <laughs> I was using the rifle that I didn't even uh double check I mean, I double-checked it over the summer, but, you know, I, I don't take that AR out unless I'm in a tight uh, a tight area where, you know, I'm I'm standing and I got a three-point sling on there, so it's easier to move, maneuver around compared to my 308, you know, where it's just got an over-the-shoulder yeah. sling and everything, and that's when I got held up short. Mine. Yep. It was, yeah, it's, yeah, it was nice to see everybody got together on 
the night before opening day of shotgun and everybody, nobody had bucks. Everybody was antsy looking forward to it. And I think all of us sitting at that table got one this year. They did. Yep. Even, uh, even Tim freeze, Tim freeze's buddy got one. So that's what I didn't hear about. I knew freeze did. I knew you guys did. I was wondering about his buddy, but that's awesome. Yeah. See everybody at the table. That didn't have anything and was anticipating going into gun season, had shitty year. It all turned around that fast. Yeah, we kept on saying how, you know, the new season starts the next day and Yeah. Everything's off the table, you know. Exactly. And that's just how fast the season could turn around when it really sucks. Oh yeah. And we'll we'll have to keep that tradition alive and do it again this season. Um, I'm all for it. I'll be there. I know I got another buddy from work. He uh, he was talking about asking if he can come, and I'm like, "Yep, let's let's grow it. Let's just keep <laughs> let's keep doing it." Oh yeah, know? let's have a big round table. You're gonna have to invest in a bigger table. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure something out like a poker. We're gonna have a big round table, party table. Yep, we could do it. We're gonna have to bring snacks and food. We're gonna have to make a thing out of this. Oh yeah, he's like, "Oh, we could do my smoker," and <laughs> I was like, See? "There yeah. it is." I was like, yeah, that'd be wild. Be a good time. Extremely. So yeah, you got you got anything else to add on your your buck story or uh, you wrapping her up? Uh, well, I hate to cut it short, but yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay. Well, like I said, Once there's again, you know, family life. Oh yeah. Even though we love and our passion is deer hunting, we still have family to take care of, and yeah, I gotta. Do some family duties here in about ten minutes. All right. So, well, like I said, right. appreciate you coming it was awesome back on. Talking to you because I haven't got to talk to you in forever. Oh, I know. And love to do it again soon. Oh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep on it. Uh, yeah, because there, there's a lot of stuff in the works here, and that's all we got to oh, yeah, do. A lot more to talk about too. Yep, and I'm, I'm happy I got this new program. Uh, so hopefully that's going to well round things for us little bit better and it's going to be awesome yep so you got blue collar in allen county and i got it over here in kosciuszko in fulton county that's right and yeah we're just i'm loving it let's keep going and i've been watching facebook and we get more and more followers every week oh yeah we're growing like (laughs) way way more than i ever would have thought let's keep growing it let's keep doing it all right, because got why? the deer don't care about your feelings. That is a fact. And again, I'm going to close the uh, biggest doe contest February 4th for those Ohio guys. Um, right now, congratulations! Still, by the way, that's awesome. We still got Matt uh, Gibson in the lead. Um, so yeah, it'll be pretty good. And like Matt said, deer don't care about your feelings. You know where we stand, and we will catch you next time.